0: Welcome and thanks for joining us for this episode of the C3 Church podcast. You're about to listen into a message from one of our gatherings. To find out more about our community, where we gather both in person and online, and how to get involved, head to C3Church.ca. Now, let's listen into a message from a recent service. Well, good morning. Um, as, as stated, um, my name is Bob Strugnell. For those of you in online world. Uh, God bless you. Hope you're having a great day out there, enjoying your lives. Uh, let's just pray the spirit of God just, just touches you this morning. So, um, continuing, you know, this theme, You know, on angels don't have wigs. Okay? So this, you know, the topic of certain sayings or cliches that have a really nice jingle to them that sound wise, that sound good, but you really can't find in the Bible, yes. okay, and you know, and I and, you know, and I got one, it's, it's not what I'm preaching on this morning, I got one, okay, so it's just a little, it's just a little pet peeve I get to now put it out in the public forum there, and it's this, here's one, well, it's the thought that counts, and um, um, So that one really bothers me. So I've got a question for you all. Just raise up your hands. Um, Who here has already purchased their tickets for the annual dinner gala, It's the Thought That Counts Reward Banquet? (laughs) Oh, you have, Robbie. Okay. Well, no one. That's the point. And, um, you know, I was just thinking about example. Okay, husbands, here we go. Try this one on around Valentine's Day, The Thought That Counts, right? (laughs) says, you know, honey, I I was thinking, you know, I I was going to get you a card. I thought about getting you a card. And I thought about arranging a candlelight dinner out. And I thought about arranging babysitting. And uh, I did that. And I I thought all about that. And, of course, the wife goes, oh, so wonderful. And I thought about having sex tonight. (laughs) Good night. So there you go, there's my peeve. So back to the introduction, okay? Um, What we're gonna talk today is is this notion along the lines of, this too shall pass and time will heal, okay? The notion that, you know, things will always work out and you don't really have to take an active role in your healing. And in context, we're going to be talking specifically about this this morning as long the lines of forgiveness, okay? So we're going to get, we're going to get right to it, okay? So I'm going to get right into the words, I'm going to read a uh, uh, text out of Matthew here. Hopefully I remember how to read. Okay, so here we go. You ready? Okay. So, then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times. Jesus replied, but 70 times 7. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his account up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process of one of his debtors who brought, brought him in owed him millions of dollars. This is kind of a New Living Translation. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold, along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned to pay the debt. But... The man fell down before his master and begged him, please be patient with me, I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him and forgave him of his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged him for a little bit more time, be patient with me and I will pay it. But he pleaded, But the creditor would not wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. And when some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that happened. Then the king called in the man uh, that he had forgiven and said, you evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't I have mercy? And shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant? Just as I had mercy on you. Then the angry king sent the sent the, men to pris- the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. Never, you know, I don't, not really, never really understood how you pay paying your debt when you're tortured, but anyways, that's what my heavenly Father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brother and sisters from your heart. Okay, and so here we get into it. So the, table, the, the title of our message today is Math, Le- Math Lessons from Jesus. Okay, and um, so let's pray. Father, I need your help right now. I just pray, Father God, that your Holy Spirit would come. I pray you would just help me with your word this morning. You are the Holy Spirit, the Parakletos, the one who comes alongside. The Holy Spirit, I just ask you to stand beside us this morning. Father God, let your spirit come. And Father God, brood over your word this morning in Jesus' name touch hearts prepare hearts prepare fertile ground in Jesus name amen okay so so in the backdrop of this message this morning about forgiveness you know the ability in which we are able to you know oversee an offense whether it's large or small and of course you know at the risk of stating obvious there's different levels of offenses and um, you know and if you could take it down the Petty level, well, a little bit of self disclosure about myself. Okay? Sometimes I can be easily offended, especially when I'm in traffic. <laughs> okay? So, you know, um, I'll give you one example. I'll, I'll be in a hurry and I've got to get to an appointment. And, and, Yo, and and I'm, I'm free and clear, I'm going down the highway. You had this happen to you, and you're about 300 yards from a green, and you got a green traffic light. And you're going, you're 300 yards, and you got a green traffic light. You're getting to 200 yards, and am gonna make it, and then from the side, another car comes and triggers a red light because they won't go across. You ever had that happen? Many times. I actually get offended with that person because I know that minutes before, they were back down the road, hiding behind a bush, waiting for me to come along, and they deliberately came and triggered that red light. You guys all know it's true, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely true. it could be Mother Teresa, Gandhi, you know, whoever in that car, I'm offended with them. Okay, so that's it from a a personal, petty-level perspective. But if you get into, now we talk about you know, there's the other end of the spectrum where betrayal, abuse, unspeakable evil perpetrated by another. Perpetrated by another. And we can, we can talk about forgiveness. And we can preach from it eloquently from the pro- platform. But, you know, until you kind of... You, you can have all your scriptures and your doctrine all in a row. But until you actually lived it, you know, and having to, you know, go through that forgiveness thing of something deep, it's, it's really tough, okay? So full disclosure this morning, you know, when I, was, when I was going through this, kind of prepping for this message, I was somewhat intimidated, you know, because there's so much great material out there on the topic of forgiveness. I mean, there's all these psychological books, wonderful, really smart people with PhD, so much smarter than I am. You know pastors who you know uh, you know I think of Pastor Dave, Pastor Josiah, Pastor Kim. You know who can just eloquently, you know, just who are, who are just so skilled. Okay, and so I'm going. Well, what do I have to bring to the table? And um, and so really, when I when I when I talk about this morning, so the kind of the the. The approach this morning from myself is from, pers- is, is yes, yes, it's going to be scriptural. Yes, though, I'll throw in. You're, you're probably going to think, you think, well, he's probably going to talk about, you know, forgiveness of others. It's, it's really not about them. It's really about you. And yes, you're right. I am going to talk about that. But I, have to, I just want to turn kind of the kaleidoscope just a little bit and see it from just a little bit of a different angle from a personal, almost, a, not almost, a testimonial perspective. Okay? This whole idea that time will heal and things will work out. Okay, you got your imaginations on. Okay, just, just, just come with me here. You're in a car. You're driving down the street. And you're doing anything right. You have a green light or you have the right to go through the intersection. You go and all of a sudden you're team boned And your car is wrecked. Your body is wrecked. Maybe your, your passenger is wrecked or, or, heaven forbid, even killed. Okay? It's terrible. The other person was either texting while driving, drinking while driving, or perhaps just distracted by screaming kids in the car. The reality of that is that's an unjust moment. The reality of that is that perpetrator was in the wrong that perpetrator was irresponsible. And there will, be a, there will be a cost, there'll be a price to pay, there'll be court, there'll be fines, there may be jail time. There might even be, a, you know, depending on the person, you know, a lifetime of guilt, that person that we'll have to deal with. But, although it sucks, although it seems unfair, and although it seems unjust, the heavy lifting now, the responsibility for your healing is now gonna fall upon your shoulders. The perpetrator is not gonna fill all the, the forms, insurance forms with you. The perpetrator is not gonna be able to drive you back and forth to your physio and your doctor, doctor appointments. Your healing is now falling upon you to do the work. Unfortunately, as not just as it sounds, that's the cold hard facts. I got a hip. I had a hip replacement. It's a little bit of testimony. I don't know, five, six years ago. And I needed a new hip and I was limping and da 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 da. And I went through hip surgery. And I was laying in my bed and the, and the surgeon came along and he said, um, well, your surgery went fairly good. I <laughs> go, uh, and I was kind of in a drugged-out state, and I didn't really respond at the moment. And then, but that—that that really bothered me. What is fairly good? Like, is there a scalpel left in my hip? Is there something wrong? Did he put it in backwards? And so, and so, you understand. Now, I thought took root. All right, and you know, my hip was not healing, and I was having a hard time. And there was, this, there was this recording in the background all the time that something's wrong. This is not me. So, so, something's wrong. He's done something. So I ordered, I ordered more x-rays. I demanded a, you know, I got a second opinion. And, a, you know, I was working through this. And, and everybody's saying, no, the x-rays are fine. No, everything seems fine. But all in the meantime, of course, I've been assigned all these rehabilitation assignments. You know, where I got to do all these exercises bands. But I wasn't really committed to them, because I think somehow, you know, my healing was now, you know, uh, somebody had to refix something, reoperate, operate it, re reinstall. And it wasn't until I finally got serious, you know, and then I had a physio come into the house three, day, three times a week, and they gave me all these band exercises and really worked with me. Guess what? All of a sudden, my hip started to function good. But even to this day, and I almost... If I get away from that, you know, I'm getting ready to hike, I'm trying to get fit and go to the West Coast Trail, and my hip has been wonky lately, okay? And guess what? I really haven't been doing my exercises. So back to the bands, back to the, you know, the stretching, and all this, and all the floor work, and somehow my hip is feeling much better these days. Thank you very much. So the journey of healing. So we talk about two paths here. Here's path number one, okay? The path, which is really no path at all, the path of resentment, the path of bitterness, the path of retribution, the path of fantasy justice, the path of taking our pound of flesh, especially if we are justified in a position to do so. Path one, the path that I am in the right you with me? Okay. You know, I've dealt with people talking about, you know, uh forgiveness and and uh you know, what's one of the f- you know, uh, help me finish this sentence. Oh yeah, I forgiven, but I will not forget. <laughs> I forgive, but I won't forget. I still think there's probably some forgiveness issues there. Okay, so get this, get this. I want to circle back to our original uh, scripture. I'm just going to, I want to just kind of pull out one piece here, okay? It's Matthew 18, 28 to 30, okay? So get this, understand this. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat, demanded an instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me and I will pay it, he pleaded. But the creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison so the debt could be made in full. Did you catch that? Did you catch it? Here's the point. The man had a legal, from a judicial, legal standpoint, the man had a case. He had every legal right to do what, it seems unjust, it seems unfair, but according to legal right, according to the judicial process, he brought in the RCMP, he brought in the FBI, he went through the the court systems, and he was in the right. I am in the right, path one. I am in the right. You know, I. I you know, I, I think from a, you know, a little bit of commentary on, you know, today's society and the political charged atmosphere, and the and the, you know the the social issue charged atmosphere. It's basically everyone saying, "I'm in the right." No, I'm in the right. I'm in the right. I'm in the right. I'm in the right. We have such a the vitriol behind the political climate. You know, horrible. You know, just a, just a side note. Once it's not really a political comment. You know, I find myself praying for the Trudeau's this week, because you know the marriage is gone. And the kids are there. And, you know all this all this political stuff, and you may have your different opinions, but never meant. Never mind. Somebody's life got blown up. And people are saying horrible, horrible things. I am in the right. So I want to talk to you about path number two. And this is going to kind of breed a little bit from my testimony. Here's path number two. Path number one, remember, I am in the right. Path number two, I want to talk to you about a different story. I am in His story. Okay, you heard me speaking in the past of trusting the story, kind of a, you know, an insert for the word faith. Uh, but God wants us to be part of His, his story as much as you know, He wants to be part of our story. And I'll just back it up with a couple of scriptures. I love these. These are the old time classics. He wants to be part of our story. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for welfare, not for harm. To give you a future and a hope. Then when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. And when you search for me, you will find me. When you seek me with all your heart. And here's the message. I show up and take care of you. I promise to bring you back home. I know what I'm doing and I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plan to give you a future and hope. And Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you were born and born. Being part of his story. So what makes a good story? What makes a good movie? Put it in those contexts are all movie goers here. Here's what makes a good story, you need, there's certain components of a good story you need. So you have a normal situation in the movie, it starts, you know, life is going along, and people are happy, and there's an expected outcome, then all of a sudden, something happens. There's tragedy, or there's a, a villain, villain and victimization thing happening, you know, you're, you're going along one day, and all of a sudden, somebody dies. Hurt, grief, temptation to give up. And then someone comes along and says, you can do it. And there's this kind of this, there's this, this, this lull in the middle of the movie where things aren't going good. And, and all of a sudden, there's this strength that, da 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 You know, you got the rocky thing happening. Good story. You summon strength. You act in nobility. You overcome and, and here's the best stories. Here's the best movies, is when you overcome, and the bad guy becomes your ally. Ally. you imagine, you imagine going to the original Star Wars movie, and they just kind of, you know, they skipped through all that hard stuff, you know, people getting killed, and injustice, and, and plants being blown up. And they just went right to the Death Star scene, you know, where Luke Skywalker, he's going down, he's going to, and he does the kill shot that blows up the, 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 the Death Star. And that was it. And you kind of leave, yeah, that was pretty cool special effects. But there's no emotional attachment, there's no overcoming of a good story. Because we're in a story. And people leave the movie and they're all in happy And You got anybody I'm a crier in the movie. I hide it well, but you know, I got something in my eye. But you know, we're all criers, right? The point is, we're all in different points in the story. The question is, how do we move on from the victim, villain, or the chess the playing bad luck in the movie scenario? Do we want the story of I am right, or do we want the story of being in his story? You know, I've, you know those of you who are my you know, friends here, this is where I'm going to kind of share from experience. Because I've, I, and the reason I share from the experience is because I've been in the role of one who's, you know, been, gone through some stuff and had to get into some heavy forgiveness of others. And I've also been in the other role, you know, where I've been kind of the betrayer and kind of the villain. And I've had to experience forgiveness, you know, you know number one of my Heavenly Father. So I'm speaking about this from from both standpoints this morning. You know, a couple years ago, so here we go. I'm I'm going to talk in general terms. I'm not going to get into specifics. You know, a couple years ago, things were going right. The story was normal. Nice home, you know, going, you know, good good relationship, good marriage. So I thought, and, um, you know, career going good. Life is moving along. And then one day, as quickly as that, I'm an orphan and I'm sitting in a crowded bedroom in my uh, daughter and son-in-law's house and grandkids, heartbroken, messed up, betrayed, facing a financial, very tough financial situation. And I'm just shocked and then I'm you know desperately trying to rect in my own human reasoning in my own human effort I'm trying to rectify the situation I'm trying to get the si- I'm trying to get normal expectation trying to get normal life back but it gets worse because I have a career and all of a sudden out of the blue you know out there is this there's this tip line into my company and there's outlandish lies and outlandish Uh, uh, horrible things are being said and the company's, whoa, let's have a look here and then I have to go over a humiliating investigation which was found to be totally, you know it was totally exonerated, totally nothing there but the wound and the scar and the embarrassment of that still was there and guess what so now it's Clint Eastwood time and, you know, and so it was, you know, it was time to get a really good lawyer. And, you know, and friends around me say, yeah, you know, this is terrible. You got to do this. You have to go after what's right. This is, this is yours. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and at the same time, where the blessing of this is I'm coming back to Jesus. And my time with, 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 with God and Jesus in the morning, and, and all of a sudden my heart is coming alive and there's a and there's a redemption and there's a redemption story and, and I'm feeling so close to God but there's this parallel thing happening where now I got to go through this litigation thing and I got to you know I got to do what's right I got to be because I am I'm in the right and now I'm trying to you know, carve a path of of recovery but through my quiet times and through the worship and through the time in here God starts speaking to me through His Word, and you know, uh, one Thanksgiving I was driving back, I was on my own, and it was Galena Bay, and God dropped this very word out of the Matthew 18, that parable, in my heart. Said, yeah, there's some things about you struggling that, you know, that you know, uh, you know, that I've really been gracious to you about, and that was that was that was part of the first journey. Okay? But still, you know, I'm doing things. We're going through, uh, I was in my office and I was going through through stuff and, and, uh, and we had to go through this uh, pre-discovery. It was all online. And all these things the other lawyer was saying about me was just, was just I'm getting tears in my eye. I'm getting angry. And the, and, the, and, the, and the video goes off and I give and I punch the wall. I chose to punch a blackboard so I didn't put my fist through the wall. Okay? And I'm going, God, this can't be what this cannot be and so uh, through a gradual process god's you know um, wanting a different story for me and then finally i made the decision and you know there's there's a lot of backstory cuz i'm not going to go through this and you know i was, t- I was talking to my daughter he says okay this is i'm going to walk and not only that there's other monies that i'm going to walk from that and i'm going to walk from that too and, and she said, Dad, are you sure? I said, yeah. Because what's more important to me, you know, do I want the money? Of course I want the money. What's more important to me is I, want, I don't need money. I want a story. I want a testimony. I want to see the testament of God working miraculous recovery in my life. And so I went through that, and I released that. And so, you know, I'm going to come back around to that again. But I want to come back to math lessons from Jesus. You know, the 70 times 7. Just a side note. Aren't you glad that Jesus kept it simple and didn't use an algebra parable? <laughs> what should I do, Master? Well, Y squared plus W2 over 24 plus bracket WR25 equals salvation. I'd be in hell right now. Yeah, yeah, okay? All right. God bless you. Those of you guys who love the algebra in here, God bless you. You got a special anointing on you. But here's the point for the analytical minds in here. We're going to talk a little bit of psychology here. There's a science to forgiveness, there is. And so, you know, I was reading and meditating on 70 times 7, and of course we all, well, it doesn't really mean that, Bob. It's, it's, not, it's really what he's talking about. It's, just a, it's a general overall, you know, that forgiveness is unwavering and always. And that's true. But, but the Holy Spirit impressed upon me, do it. And so, for 70 days, seven times a day, I made declaration. I let go of anger and bitterness and hurt and shame and I release that situation to the grace of God. For 70 they call that in science cognitive feedback loop and it starts to get into you. But you but it was but it's not always. Sometimes the devil comes back and he still tries to fuck you. Now I'd be at work, can I be, you know, sitting at work at my computer and just kind of lightly typing away, you know, uh, then a the thought comes. 'm getting, getting, getting angry and I start typing harder and I'm starting with one finger type you know as the thoughts are coming to me, then, then you have to arrest yourself and say, "Stop stop I let go of anger, hurt, bitterness and shame yes. you're you 're going through your own process in your healing. Romans 12 two. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may dis- discern what the will of God is, what is good and pleasing and perfect. Uh-oh. So I guess the thought does count. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. The science of forgiveness. Uh, PhD by the name of Everett Worthington. Okay. Another misconception that forgiveness is a sign of weakness. To say that, while well, that person might not, must not have tried it, says Worthington. And there may be a very good reason to make effort. Research shown that forgiveness is linked to mental health outcomes such as reduced anxiety, depression, major psychi- psychiatric disorders, as well as fewer physical symptoms and lower mortality rates. In fact, researchers have amassed enough evidence of benefits of forgiveness to fill a book. To Saint. Wordon and, and David R. Williams, PhD, edited a book in 215, Forgiveness and, forgiveness and uh, Health, that detailed the physical and psychological benefits. They write and suggest that stress relief is probably the chief factor in connecting forgiveness and well-being. We know that chronic stress is bad for our health, Two Saint says. Forgiveness allows you to let go of the chronic interpersonal stressors that cause us to undo burden. While stress relief is important and right, believes there are more important mechanisms by which forgiveness works its magic. One of those things he suggests is toxic anger. There's nothing wrong with healthy anger, but when anger is very deep and long lasting, it can do a number on us. Uh, have more, uh, when you r- get rid of anger, your muscles relax, you're less anxious, you have more energy, your immune system can strengthen. On a meta-analysis, for example, Yochi Chida, M.D.P.H.D., found that anger and hostility are linked to higher risk of heart disease and poor outcome for people with existing heart disease. The science of forgiveness. Everett Worthington, by the way, practiced that because his mother was murdered in a home invasion. you know it's about forgiveness and healing. If you're going through, if you're going through the journey. And it's, it circles back to being, It's about your release of heart to freedom, the offender, the perpetrator, the betrayal, the thief is, the thief or the, the, the person to perpetrate is not off the hook. The responsibility is still, it's not on that person. You know, that doesn't mean they're free. It's just you're, from a different perspective, you're getting free yourself. And here's another misconception. It's okay to express your anger. You know, even uh, you know, do if you study the Psalms. There's, this, there's a series of Psalms called the Imprecatory Psalms. And you read through them. I'm going to read you a couple. And here's one. Uh, Rise up, O Lord, comfort them. Bring them down with your... Uh, co- confront them, not comfort them. Confront them, bring them down with your sword and rescue me from the wicked. Psalm seventeen thirteen. Here's a doozy. Psalm 137.9. Happy is the one who seizes your infants and dashes them against the rocks. And I can see Johanna, you know, she's trying to write worship songs. And you know, this, this verse speaks to me. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Happy is the one who seizes you. Nah. What do you think, Scott? You know, can see, you know. Inspired. <laughs> okay. Here's the point of all this. Yeah, there's, a, there's anger and there's a need, is a precatory song, there's anger and asking God for vengeance. Here's the point, though. God can handle your anger. God can handle your anger. He just doesn't want you to leave you there. Um and so we circle back I am in the right or I am in his story I am in a story but I am in his story okay so let's wrap this up forgive but not forget of course we all sacrifice or we all circle back we talk about Jesus and rightfully so about you know the, the betrayal, uh, the backstabbing, the the torture, uh, be, be, how he was ripped apart upon the cross, and took all you know humanity, sin, our betrayal, our litigations, all the the hate, and all the I am rights onto himself. Because guess what, he was in the right. And guess what, we say I will forgive but not forget. He does forget. Here's a message uh, here we go. Um Isaiah 43:25 but I say yes I am the one who takes care of your sins. That's what I do. I don't keep a list of your sins. Message version. Hebrews 8:12 New Living Translation. I will forgive their wickedness and I will remember their no, no longer remember their sins. And here's one I discovered. First Nations version. You want to talk about truth and reconciliation of a, 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 a people who have to walk through that, that forgiveness. forgiveness. You know the, the wise elders and the chiefs, you know whose hearts is for yes, truth and reconciliation. You walk in integrity. Here's the new peace treaty I will make with the tribes of, of the, the Creator, Israel. After that, I will plant my laws in their minds and carve them in their hearts. I will be their great spirit, and they will be my people, my sacred family. They will no longer be need to teach others to know their honor chief. For all, whether great or small, will know me and take part and take pity on wrongdoings and their broken ways, and I will remember no more. Aren't you glad that God, although he had to witness all that, his son, his son had to go through all that, aren't you glad that God doesn't have to go through the universe to get counseling? Aren't you glad he doesn't have to go and kind of you know walk through his healing? You know, we have to, we're mortal, we're we're fleshy, we 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 cut, we hurt, we bleed, we got we got wounds, and yeah, we need that stuff, and that's so great. And I've been through that, you know, EMDR and all that stuff, but 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 God doesn't need that. All good things, but ultimately he's the source and the one, and here it gets this, who wants us to partner in our healing, but partner takes actions by us. It's welcoming him into his story. So yes, he does heal. But in all things, you know, I heard Josiah, Pastor Josiah preach about this all the time. There's always got to be, when there's there's action, there always seems to be some kind of faith element or being in his story element on our behalf. And Christmas of 2021... This is what sealed it for me. I went, you know, don't feel sorry for me. I went by myself up in the cabin Christmas. It was one of the most wonderful Christmases I had because, you know, just feeling that deep sense of of his presence, okay? And I want to just wrap things up with this scripture. And I don't think I gave it to Uli. Uli, please forgive me. Um, Okay. Bless you. This is the message version. I love the message version. Listen to this. Bless your enemies. No cursing under your breath. Laugh with your happy friends when they are happy, share tears when they are down. Get along with each other. Don't be stuck up. Make friends with nobodies. Don't don't be the great somebody. Don't hit back, discover beauty in everyone. If you got it in you, get along with everybody. Don't insist on getting evening. That's not for you to do. I'll do the judging, says God, and I'll take care of it. Our scriptures tell us that if you see your enemy hungry, go buy that person lunch, or if he's thirsty, give him a drink. Your generosity will surprise him with goodness. And here's the the clincher that helped drive it home for me. Don't let evil get the best of you. Get the best of evil by doing good. And you know what? It's been a wonderful journey. And the benefits on there. you know my relationship came back to God, and I, I gained friends, came back to friends, this church of relationship, the church of my friends. And I, and, then, and then God has restored wonderfully. as you know some of you know, you know, I'm engaged to a wonderful, wonderful woman of God. I love you, Julia. And there's, uh, there's other things in the working where God has been restoring you know this, was, this wasn't a, a lot of money. He's out of nowhere. He's restored tens of thousands of dollars. And now you know, we're looking at you know a home. Because it's I, you can be right, you can be in the right. or you can be in His story.